From WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone, Oscar extravaganza episode. I'm your host, Scott Pukas, and we're going to get right into this one because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, today I'm joined by city newspaper film critic Adam Lubito. Adam, you're the little podcast first repeat guest. How honored are you? I am incredibly honored, although I'm going to request uh, an official printed certificate. Um, <laughs> It, well, it's in the mail already. It's in the mail. Do not worry. Excellent. <laughs> I'm also joined by little super fan and blogger extraordinaire, Roxanne Baker. Her fantastic blog can be found at getroxy.xyz. Uh, so, Roxanne, you ready to talk about movies? I would have washed dishes to do this. That's how much I wanted to do this. I would have done the dishes just to be here. Uh, we do have dishes for you, actually. Okay. <laughs> I mean, these water bottles, we recycle them. They don't, they don't wash themselves. <laughs> And my final guest is my trusted sidekick, little intern, Nicole Morello. Nicole is the podcast's second repeat guest. Are you also incredibly honored? I am. I'm very honored. (laughs) That's that's the correct answer. The internship would be over if you said no. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to start with uh, the Oscar preview. uh, But if you happen to be listening to this uh, after the Oscars have taken place, first of all, that's too bad. Uh, We still do have some fun things for you. This is the third year Adam has written his Luby Awards for City Newspaper on the City uh, Newspaper website, which is... Uh, RochesterCityNewspaper.com. Okay. I I couldn't remember off the top of my head. I'm like, (laughs) I should have written it down. Uh, So he gives out golden burritos to movies and performances that he liked each year. So each of us also made some of our own fun awards, and we'll get to that later in the podcast. Um, And if you're listening to this before the Oscars, I have a pitch for you. The Rochester Ukulele Orchestra is playing at the Little Theater Cafe Sunday, February 28th, Oscar Day, from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. So it ends just before the awards. Uh, They're covering past Oscar songs like Randy Newman's You Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. Um, I saw them this past Saturday. They played Somewhere Up the Rainbow. It was really terrific. Uh, So they'll be there. Full details on that at thelittle.org. Again, that's the Rochester Ukulele Orchestra. So here we go, Oscars. I'm going to cheat and start with something I know Roxanne and Adam disagree on. (laughs) Guys, how many of those new angry face Facebook emojis will you use if Leo does not win a Best Oscar Sunday? Roxanne, we'll start with you. Oh, I would have many, many. Uh, My blog said just hand it over the minute I saw that movie. I think his emotional range as far as his facial expressions has always been there way back in Gilbert Grape, but he just nailed it i mean this is his penultimate performance i think okay now adam you were not the biggest <laughs> fan of the revenant i know I do, you, do you think leo should still win best oscar though um i think he's going to i don't think there's there's much of a chance that he won't walk away without the award um i, I can't help wishing he had won it for one of his other roles um uh wolf of wall street i think he was was incredible in um I, w- I would have loved to have seen him already win for that. This, I mean, it's 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 a fine performance, um, but there's only so much, you know, shivering and looking miserable <laughs> I can handle. How do you live in New York, right? <laughs> exactly. It's unending. I, I walk outside. I get that every day. I don't need to go and watch Leonardo DiCaprio do it for two two hours. <laughs> for it's a long it's a long movie of him just suffering. And actually, yes. I agree with you. I, I liked uh, Wolf of Wall Street that performance a little better. It's just 
I just thought that was the one. I, I'm not a big fan of just giving out an Oscar. It's like, oh, they earned it for exactly. past performance. There's, it's like, what is that, the best one? Yeah, a lot of that feeling like they're due for like their their past work, and it's a way to sort of recognize all their all their previous performances that they may have deserved it. And to side for. to side with you guys for a second too, I think it's almost become the X Games of acting. Like, who can suffer the most? I mean, you think about. Um, um, Dallas Cowboys, what am I? Oh, Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah, thank oh, you. Okay. I mean, okay, look at how much weight he had to lose. You know, it's yeah. almost like this yeah. extremist sure. behavior thing. And I think Fassbender, I don't mean to jump ahead, but I think for Steve Jobs, it's really tight race between those two as far as, like, the best acting because he had to deliver so much dialogue at such a speeded pace that yeah. I think he's equally yeah, that, that deserving. Aaron, Aaron Sorkin sort of banter. Yeah. So I like performances that you could just enjoy watching, like Matt Damon in The Martian or Brian Cranston in Trumbo. It's just they're entertaining. You know, it's fun. You know, I, I think there's some merit to that, too, as opposed to just the miserable, oh, you're suffering, oh, you lost a lot of weight. And, Nicole, you're, are you Leo's biggest fan? I'm not Leo's biggest fan. I do think that, like, you know Leo's listening, he's due, right? but, yeah. I think he's due for one, but, you know, I don't know that that's the reason he should get it, but. I, th- I think he definitely has deserved one in the past. Okay, so are we all in agreement that Leo is probably going to win this? Yes. I mean, th- I this so, is yeah. the least expensive one, right? Yeah. See, I, I would think if he'd want to win, he'd want it to be interesting, too. Like, just something where it's like, you don't know. Maybe he wouldn't isn't expected to win, and then he does. Not just, oh, everyone knows he's going to win. His speech at the Golden Globes was beautiful, though, about the Native Americans. So, I mean, he's got that, too. He's got that appeal, like, oh, look at this sweet guy. I don't know if it's true, but <laughs> even the Rolling Stone reported on his, you know, causes with the environment. So, I hope uh, I hope the other people in the category do something like NZ Zansari or Amy Poehler, where they kind of, when the camera pants to them, they do something fun, like with the book, like, How to Lose Leo Gracefully or something. NZ Zansari did something recently at the, I think, with the Golden Globes. Yeah, so I would, that's really my thing that I would like to see. Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll keep going through some of the main Oscar categories and pick uh, some ones that we think will win, who we think will win, some other comments. Uh, so that's Best Actress, so we might as well go to Best Actress. And uh, Nicole, did you do you have any favorite here? Or? Nope. <laughs> you hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you haven't seen as many yeah, of them, right? No, <laughs> to be fair to her. Yeah. She's my sidekick. I have her do the research and stuff, and then I put her on the spot here. It's okay. We'll edit it out. So. <laughs> I didn't realize we had that option. I'm going to request that probably as this goes <laughs> Do he bleep that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I say that, and then I never do. Like, I had some really I had an unfortunate uh, mishap trying to pronounce uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's name. Uh, and I can tell you what I said. You'll have to go back and listen to the, the archives to see. It's episode three. I messed it up. Uh, so, Adam, we'll go to you. Best actress. What are your thoughts here? Who do you think will win? Who do you want to win? Um, actually, this is, I think, pretty close with actor in the... Uh, the result is least surprising. Like everyone is sort of been saying that uh, Brie Larson for Room is going to win, and this one I'm actually okay with. I I have uh, appreciated uh, her in uh, so many films up to now, um, from small roles in like Twenty One Jump Street um, and a barely speaking part in uh, Don John. Uh, and a, a really great movie she did called Short Term 12. Um, so I've sort of been hoping that everyone sort of catches on to her. Uh, and I feel like this is the year that it finally happened because Room is, is, was in my top ten for best films, and, and she's, she's amazing in it. Um, so, yeah, I think she's going to win, and I'd be happy with that. Right, Roxanne, uh, 
disagreement here? No, I, agreement? I agree with that. Uh, I don't want to see Kate Blanchett win. And there's nothing against her per se, but I think both her performances this year in Truth, the, the Dan Rather debacle mm-hmm. movie, and this, she's so icy. Like, I can't feel for her. And so I would definitely be mad if she won. <laughs> there might be something thrown at the TV. So definitely Brie <laughs> Tons Larson. Tons of angry face emojis. <laughs> yeah, Brie Larson sounds good. See, I, I really liked, I wasn't a big fan of Joy, but Jennifer Lawrence in that I thought was spectacular. However, I like Brie Larson. Brie Larson was my favorite performance of the year. I really liked it. Her, although I feel that is kind of in partnership with Jacob Tremblay in that, who didn't get nominated. Um, but actually, I have that later in my awards. He's just crushing it on Twitter. So he gets his own awards for that. But um, yeah, I'd be okay with Brie as well. Um, let's see. How about we go to, well, here's one I want to talk about, the uh, screenplay ones. Do you guys have any thoughts on this, either original or adapted here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. If you're I just do. like, no, then I well, have thoughts and I can talk about it. <laughs> well, um, first of all, screenplay adapted. I like Brooklyn quite a bit. I, you know, I, I looked at the trailer and thought, oh, my gosh, cheese. But I went and was absolutely in love with it. And I just think it was like a gorgeous story told. Um, so that would, that would be my take on adapted. For original... Straight out of Compton, come on, we got to give something, and not just because it's African American who, you know, they got ripped off this year. It's because it's good. I mean, I walked out of that movie feeling empowered, you know. <laughs> so I think that that counts for something. All right, Adam, your thoughts? Like I said just looking at these, these they're both really strong categories all, all around. Um, I would absolutely be happy, uh, Brooklyn. I, I I really liked that. Um, I feel like. Um, my sense is probably a big short is likely to take that. That would be my, my prediction. Um, and again, they're, they're all good movies, so I, I'd be okay with that. Uh, original, uh, again, really strong. Um, it's never going to happen, but I would, I would love Ex Machina to, to get something. Because mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, actually, stri- <laughs> not to get into another, but, um, Straight Outta Compton, I, I liked the movie, but... I felt like its its first hour or so was great. It was so fantastic, and it sort of the the second half, I sort of it it lost me a little bit mm-hmm. when it got into like the contract disputes, and it it just wasn't as interesting as what what happened in that the setting everything up up and their sort of their sort of rise. Um, but I mean, I I would love to see it, it take something, and that's I believe it's only nomination. So yeah, so, again, it wouldn't be my first choice, but <laughs> I. I'd, I'd be okay you wouldn't be angered by it. Exactly. And, and I realize I, I'm asking these questions without reading it off, so I'll do this. Best original screenplay, we have uh, Bridges Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out, Spotlight, Straight Outta Compton. Uh, for adapted screenplay, we have The Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, The Martian, and Room. Now, for that, I really for adapted, I really would have liked to see Me and Earl and the Dying Girl in there. I thought that, that was one of my favorite movies of the year, one of my favorite scripts. I, I can't believe that wasn't on there. Although these are strong choices. I would probably say The Big Short was the one I think would win. Um, the Martian was funny. As I, uh, I read the book. I don't know if you guys also read the book or not. I didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to. Okay, no. So there were, you know, obviously for a movie you have to cut it down a lot. And the book had a lot of science in it, like a lot of science. It had to really be condensed. So that was probably hard to do. Having said that, they did cut out some things. I'm like, why did you cut? That would have been so cinematic. So I kind of had a problem with that. But The Big Short, I think, is the one I'm circling there. Uh, for original, I don't. 
I think it's got to be, well, first of all, Ex Machina was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So I'd be okay with that. But Inside Out was such an incredible script, too. And I, I, I'm sorry, you know, for me, that should have been one of the best pictures. But um, that'll probably win animated. So I'd be okay with Ex Machina winning something. Uh, Bridge of Spies was one I liked, but didn't love. I'm like, okay, that was good. I just, I almost felt like it was like too Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Hanks and, and the spy, they just became like really good buddies. And I don't know, maybe that's how it actually worked. I, I kind of felt it was a little bending, you know, the facts there. But um, so we'll go to, let's go to Best Director. We're going to dive right into this. Um, so here are the nominees Lenny Abramson for Room, uh, Alejandro. In, how do you pronounce his name? Inurito. This is the last time we did our last podcast in The Revenant, and I avoided saying his name because I knew I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alejandro. He's listening now. We uh, call him by a first name, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have Adam McKay for The Big Short, Tom McCarthy Spotlight, and George Miller for Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, we'll start with you, Adam. I think I know which direction you're going, but I'll see. <laughs> um, I... I been going with what I would love to see win. I would love George Miller for mm-hmm. Mad Max, um, since that that was my favorite movie this year. Um, and I think maybe there's a slim chance that could happen, but I I think it's going to be Inari too. Um, as much as I don't want to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm cheating a little as I am. the the pool, The thing that I'm looking at for my Oscar picks is my Oscar pool this year, Uh-oh. and there's some that I don't know what to pick. So I'm kind of Picking your guys' brains and cheating. Um, <laughs> if I win, I can't promise you any of the winnings. Uh, not gambling, just <laughs> just entering <laughs> this pool for fun. Um, so what are your thoughts, Rax? I, and your Ritu, for sure. I just think, um, I mean, he had to capture the natural light. I mean, he did everything the natural way, which is the old-fashioned way, of course, but it was much more difficult. And I think those scenes in nature, especially looking up at the sky, the few scenes that were there were just so beautiful. Also, you know, just as be, being able to capture those moments on film, the when the Native American and Leo are capturing the um, snowflakes on their tongue, I mean, you just can't beat that type of scene and direction. I think it was beautiful. Especially the opening scene, which I was just blown oh, away yeah. by. And that was part of my, I thought that was the best scene, and then it was just downhill from there. But that, that first scene was just amazing. Um, I don't know, best director, I, I would love to see Spotlight get some love. Um, I don't think I'll win best picture. Although I would, that's one I would like to see win Best Picture, but you know, I don't know how often it is, but usually the Best Director wins Best Picture. I'm I'm correct in that, right? Usually, usually, but not always. No, There's no, been no, recent recent yeah. examples where that's not the case, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I forgot my Oscar sheet. Oh, <laughs> Nicole no. looked up Oscar facts for me, <laughs> but it's not handy here. Um, so are you guys in agreement that the Revenant director here probably is gonna take this i i think so there's sort of that that cliche that if you um want to predict the winner um you take out uh in any category the word best and you put most so <laughs> most directing it's obviously in a which is sort of one of You've my got problems a problem with the endurance again <laughs> doggone it well it was kind of weird too the whole campaign they kept emphasizing how tough it was to film and how and really i mean that stuff shouldn't as much matter as when you're watching it i mean yeah. Exactly. Oh, and like if learning a bunch of lines is hard too. Yeah, <laughs> and if we're, we're going to go into that, then um, Mad Max had just as much uh, trouble in its shoot, and they aren't sort of using that as a, a reason it's it's deserving. Um, but yeah, I 
just wa watching the Revan, I, you can you can feel um, him behind the camera. Um, the I think I pointed out in my review. There's this one scene because he, he was going for like this immersive sort of experiential, like like putting you in in Leo's shoes. And there's this one scene where uh, camera gets in close and uh, Leo breathes and it fogs up the camera lens. And it's like that that didn't need to, the only reason that's there is to sort of remind you that you're watching a movie and what you're seeing is is the amazing work of this director. So I think if you if you wanted to really be that wouldn't have been there. I feel like the only reason was sort of his ego to be like look at what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which which like you like you said takes you out of the movie, takes you out of what exactly, exactly. what you're trying to accomplish. And I think for best director for a shout out to George Miller. Anytime my rule is anytime you have guitars in your movie that shoot flames too, <laughs> I think you should win because that's exactly. awesome. Exactly. And I, I just, I'm trying to flip, how old is he? He's in his 70s. He's 70, I believe. He is yeah. definitely in his 70. I think it is 70, but that's Okay, I yeah. confess I didn't see that one. Do I have to have seen the first one to appreciate this one? No, okay. I don't think so. I think and I'm honest. a girl who like Drive, so I don't mind sort of male machismo movies. So but do you think I'd like this? I think so. And sort of to jump off of that, it's it's really like you go in expecting it to sort of be a sort of macho mm -hmm. action movie. And it's really, I would say, one of the most feminist movies of the year. I would say because um, Mad Max it sort of takes a backseat to the, the female character in it. Um, Imperator Furiosa, it was Charlize Theron's character. It's sort of her story. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, I, and sort of that's why I liked it, sort of upending expectations. So I, I definitely think you should check it out. Okay. I would agree with with Charlize Theron's uh, role, too. That's one of the reasons I liked it. I mean, she blew me away in that, which, um, which normally I wouldn't expect. I'd read some reviews kind of stating that much before I saw it, but um, that, that was truly one of the reasons to see it, and I, I was a big fan of that. Nicole, did you see Mad Max? I did not see Mad Max, but I know a lot of people who have seen Mad Max, so it's been all over my Tumblr feed, so I feel like I've seen Mad Max. <laughs> Nicole is waiting for the crimson peak of the part of the discussion. <laughs> then she's just going to take over. So uh, I would happily go for that. I, I loved Crimson Peak. So yes, get thank into that, you. Yeah, see, I've not seen that one, but Nicole is recommending it, so I will at some point. Uh, so we're not going to get into Best Picture yet. I'm going to touch upon some of these other categories. Um, one I like, I don't know if you, did you guys watch the best animated short or, or is this just going to be me talking? It's all you. Okay. Okay. I have thoughts on this. First of all, I thought World of Tomorrow, um, the one from um, Hertzfeld, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, I thought that was one of the best 17 minutes I saw in the theater. It was funny. It was uh, clever. Um, so I would like to see that win. Like, I, I don't know. Who, <laughs> How when I, I kind of feel either Bear Story or maybe the Pixar one, Sanjay Super Team would be the favorites, but World of Tomorrow was just I thought one of the best one of the best things of any any movie I saw. Of course, I saw right at the Little. We were the only place in Rochester that played it. Yeah, Little. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, your thought? Were you as blown away by World of Tomorrow? Were you more? Oh no, I I am right there with you. I if I hadn't seen it um, before I did my sort of best of the year list and if I had I, I would have found a spot for it it's it's fantastic yeah. um, if you're a fan of Hertzfeld it's sort of it's sort of uh, accumulation of the stuff he's been doing over the past few years um, and you, you sort of point out it's funny and it, it is funny but it's also it's also really sad when you watch it is it. yeah <laughs> um, but yeah it's it's great I would love to see that win um, and I've heard I had heard going in that so that sort of might have a shot, but now I'm hearing more and more that, you know, 
the Pixar machine. Which I'm surprised as I watched uh, Sanjay's Super Team, and it's a lot shorter. It's about six minutes. World of Tomorrow is 17 minutes. And it's a the animation's gorgeous. It's a really cute story. Like, I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't the same experience as World of Tomorrow. And I, I feel it's just going to maybe just win because of the, the Pixar name, at, at, which is, I feel, kind of a cheap reason to win. Um, I I really like We Can't Live Without Cosmos, too. And now I'm, what I'm doing here is I'm not describing too much about the plots of this movie. So I think part of the thing, like, I knew nothing about these going in, aside from the brief little description we have at the little.org on the Little's website. Um, and I think that was part of why I loved World of Tomorrow, just because I just didn't know what what to expect. And that one's actually on Netflix, so you can check it out um, if you want, if you missed it at the Little or if you loved it at the Little. Um so you, what, you're, you're going with Sanjay's super team then, Adam, I for the winner? I think so. I think so. And I'm I'm also in total agreement. Uh, I'd also be happy with uh, We Can't Live Without Cosmos. Um, yeah, it's it's that's also another one that's really sad. This entire category uh, for animated shorts. Bear Story was sad, they're too. Really, they're really <laughs> sort of adult and dark uh, group of films, I would say. Which is yeah. interesting for as well. Prologue was the last one shown, and that was very dark. So it was that had some more R-rated material. So it was shown last in the program, which <laughs> there was a lot of violence in it. Um, so, so you guys had a like a warning. Yeah, I mean that was the program. That one, yeah. Well, because that, that's this is one that you know a lot of children go to. Obviously, mm. there's a Pixar one, and so we had a warning just so people would know it was coming. Um, they they played um, not just the nominated ones, but some of the other ones that got high honors too, which I liked a lot. And they went back to prologue, which was kind of a weird way to end it, just because it was so violent yeah. and yeah. different from the others. But the the animation on that was gorgeous, and it was this guy. It was this lifetime work. I think he wants to make it into an entire movie. And this was just the prologue, hence the name prologue. Um, but there was really incredible. I mean, the animation and all these were great. It's just the story from World of Tomorrow, I just thought was, it made me think. It was sad. I laughed. It was just, I'm like, wow, that's really, that's smart and well done. I just enjoyed myself for those 17 minutes as much as any other movie I feel this year. So, okay. all right. Any other categories that you guys are really adamant about before we tackle the best picture we have best supporting actress actor i don't know if there's anyone that you guys wanted to talk about well i just christian bale uh, i just think every time i see him on the screen he he just he's invisible to the character he's playing you know what i mean you don't realize he's christian bale five seconds in and playing that manic drummer who's also a financial expert was just so cool i thought but I mean, I think Tom Hardy is equally great in the Revenant as the the antagonist. So. See, I liked him as much as Leo in that role. I'm like, wow. He, I mean, Tom Hardy is always great. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. great in every role, yeah. so that that wasn't a surprise. But I, I was surprised how much that you weren't hearing about him as much as yeah. some of the other people, especially Leo. So, And not to mention, he's also in Mad Max, right? Yes. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's well-rounded, too. Yeah, he is yeah. Mad Max. Yeah, he is Mad Max. <laughs> And he's Bane. He'll always be Bane. <laughs> Although you guys can't see us, but Adam is wearing a Batman hat. So I just the Bane connection was right there in my head. All right. You guys ready to do this best picture discussion here? Sure. Okay. Now, I think I, I, think I know where this is going, and I need this for my pool. So here, here's the question. Just using us. <laughs> no comment. Who do you think will win, and who would you like to see win? Roxanne, we're going to start with you. And I, I think I know all your answers, but it's... 
Yeah, I'm so into the Revenant, aren't I? Um, but I, most people are. I mean, it, it yeah. got the most Oscar nominations. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, for me, I was kind of surprised by that. It was one I liked but didn't love. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people did love it, and so I'm not surprised by that. I'm kind of surprised by how it's running away. So, th- I'm equally impressed by the spotlight and the big short. I shouldn't say the spotlight. It's just spotlight. Um but the other thing about Spotlight is the screenplay. I mean, I just think it could have delved deeper into, like, certain characters, and I would have had more of a, I don't know, poignant feeling. I understand totally the cause is, you know, so what. It's needs, a story needs to be told about this. So I'd love that. But as far as, like, hitting me, the, what hit me the most in that was the five screens at the end of the movie that showed all these other cities that had the mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. scandal. And so I just feel... It's sad that that probably isn't my favorite, but because it could be, you know what I mean, because mm-hmm. of the screenplay. So, and it certainly had a lot of early buzz when it was released, and then Revenant came out a month later, a little more than a month later, probably, and just right. kind of stole the spotlight. So you're, I'm still Revenant. So you're Revenant all the way, <laughs> Team Revenant. Yes, that's right. <laughs> all right, Adam, what are your thoughts here? Best picture. Um, it's. It's such an interesting category this year, because normally when we get this close to the Oscars, there's sort of a designated favorite to win, and I feel like this year there's at least three. I I always sort of try to read up like what people are talking about, um, and I've seen um, Spotlight, Revenant, and Big Shore all in the conversation about possibly winning, and I feel like having three, I wouldn't say front runners, but it, sort of in the competition, um, is it makes it just an interesting hitter. And usually, Best Picture is not the most interesting one to watch. Um, and I feel like this year, it actually, that's, that's the category mm. that will be a surprise. Um, I could absolutely see uh, Revenant taking it. Sort of, um, it's, it's gotten the, the late buzz going, in, going into the actual ceremony, so I could definitely see that. Um, I would love to see Spotlight win. Mm. Um, I, I did really like that movie. Um, and like you were saying, that... It had had the momentum early on, and people were saying that that was that was the front runner that was going to take it, and it's sort of sort of fallen behind that, and and also Big Short. Um, but again, to, if I going with wh- what I would love to see, I would love Mad Max Fury Road to win. But <laughs> what, what do you think the odds n- of that are? though? never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, most crit- I saw a lot of critic top lists, and that had add Mad Max and obviously that doesn't mean the Academy will go with it but that just kind of shows you how much this film was it was universally liked I mean the Rotten Tomato score which is all isn't always an accurate indicator but it was really high it was like high 90s or something yeah, I believe there's, so there's always the the type of movies that that win Oscars and that uh, the the Academy likes to to award um, and I just I don't think Mad Max is the type of movie they want to give it to. <laughs> All right, Nicole, I have a different question for you. Okay. So here are the Best Picture nominees: The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Which one do you want to see the most out of those? Um, I really want to see Mad Max because I've heard so much about it, and yeah. like I've heard, like <laughs> I've heard universally good things about it. So. That's, that's I would like pick. to see a Mad Max Fury Road in, in the style of Mario Kart, where you could play it. It'd be like a <laughs> Mario Kart type game, but be Mad Max. Uh, personally, I, I would like to see Spotlight win. Um, now, I'm biased as I was I was a journalist for many years. I know Adam is in journalism. so And a lot of my journalism friends seem to really like it. And it, you kind of get a different view, I think, from people that haven't been in that world. But as someone that was in that world, it just it was so well done. And I just, for me, it was my favorite out of these ones on the list. 
Um, although I did like the other ones I've seen, um, which is most of them on here, but not quite all of them. Um, my pick that I think will win, it seems like The Revenant is getting gaining steam. I, I was prepared to come in here and say Spotlight would get the upset win, but it, it I just feel that that ship has passed and it's going to be it's going to be the night of the Revenant, which sounds like a Goosebumps story or something <laughs> awesome. All right, so any last thoughts on the Oscar ceremonies before we move on to our other kind of fun awards? Anything you'd like to see at the awards or anything anything you'd like to see done differently in, in you know, an upcoming Oscar awards? Uh, Adam, I'll start with you if there's anything. Um, the only thing I'll say, I'm curious um, how future uh, Oscar sort of ballots are going to look considering sort of the – the controversy that sort of happened right right as they were the nominations were announced mm-hmm. this year the uh oscar so white the the about the lack of yeah i think people are in agreement it just they need to be more diverse and just mm-hmm. just because i mean there were a ton of great performances and it seemed like some of them were ignored and uh, and the, the fact that the the higher ups of the academy actually put sort of uh new regulations and rules in place so i'm curious in the next co- couple of years see how that's going to play out um and if it'll make a difference because I hope it does. Um, I just think for me, I don't know what you guys think. I'm curious. Anomalisa, I just thought was overhyped. I thought I was going to love this movie with my whole heart because I love the director. And um, I know how much it took for him to make it. It said seven days for one minute of the film. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God. But I don't know. I mean, I did love parts of it, but it, I wasn't as blown away as all the quoted, you know, things that were, you know, this is the most amazing thing of all time. But what, what, what did you think of that one? Because I, I don't, I don't know if I go most amazing thing of all time. But <laughs> I, I loved uh, Anomalisa. That was another one that I hadn't seen uh, when I did my best films of the year, and I probably would have found a spot for that too. Um, I'm a big fan of Charlie Kaufman, Me the director, too. and it, it felt very much like uh, one of his films, mm-hmm. just. Um, with puppets instead of actual people. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was just such an interesting movie, sort of. Um, it's, it's almost a love story, but not quite. It's, it's mostly this, this portrait of, of this, this man and his mental state and how that affects his life, right. um, which is sort of this really adult, quirky thing to to make into an animated film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. It's now, just such a fascinating movie. Do, do you think he'll win Best Animated over uh, Inside Out or, uh, or any no, of the other ones? I don't think so. I think I think Inside Out has it pretty much wrapped up, which, yeah, I, think which so. I find, I mean, Inside Out was a great movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the only one I've actually seen. So the Best Animated were uh, Animal. How do you pronounce it? Anomalisa. Anomalisa. Okay, I was pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Good thing that was one I didn't say on the radio. <laughs> uh, Boy in the World, which I didn't see Inside Out, Sean the Sheep movie, and which is great, by the way. And when, and when Marnie was there, uh, which I haven't seen, I did hear good things about Sean the Sheep. I think I've probably read your review. That so was really good about it. But Inside great. Out was one of my favorites. It was just so creative. I actually have that in one of my one of my other awards here as well. So, I, I would be fine with that winning animated, and I'll definitely look forward to checking out those other ones. Uh, so we're gonna move on here. So the people that skipped ahead past the Oscar talk, are like I already saw the Oscars, I already know that Spotlight surprises and wins, and Leo doesn't win, and starts a huge <laughs> Twitter war, and then Kanye West interrupts everyone. Like they already know this. Uh, so they're going on to our fun awards. So these are, you know, kind of the main purpose of this is to for for our listeners is if you haven't seen these movies or in, I mean everyone's always interested in seeing more great movies. So hopefully these will give you some good suggestions uh, beyond just what the Oscars did. Um, so Adam, um, Lubies actually have not 
as of this recording been published we haven't been able to see them so it's kind of a surprise for us we're all in suspense you want to go over you don't have to go over all of them but maybe oh, some man. of your awards here i feel like you were giving them much too much credit for my, my well you hand awards. out a golden burrito which is the best thing <laughs> well first of all i thought you'd bring in burritos and i'm very disappointed oh, but I was ready to wash those dishes, too. But <laughs> You've let us all down. Thank you. So now you have motivation to bring me out again. I mean, yeah. Next time, I will bring burritos. <laughs> we'll make a mess of the studio, and then the next, the next morning's connections will be interesting. Um, yeah, the, I think you mentioned this is, this is my third year doing the Lubies, um, and it's um, my, my predecessor, uh, Dana Papaleo, uh, gave out the the Danas when when she had my my position, um, and her award were were uh, a basket of Swedish fish because uh, she's a big candy fan. So, <laughs> but I, I decided to give it my own spin, um, and it's just yeah, like you said, sort of a way to give awards to what I didn't have a chance to mention in either like a best of the year list, or just something weird that. I want to recognize. So I like the idea of do something kind of weird. I know the MTV Movie Awards kind of did similar stuff. But I think that's always fun just to point out different scenes. So, yeah, for sure, um, I, I'll just sort of give an example of I gave an award. Uh, All your scenes are belong to me um, for <laughs> for performance that uh, sort of stole the movie. I thought, and this year uh, it's a tie. Um, for two very different performances. Um, one was uh, Jessica Chastain in Crimson Peak. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's it's just such a great performance. It, she perfectly captures the the tone of that movie. This the it's it's a gothic romance with ghosts, um, and it's her performance has is is a little bit campy. Um, a little bit serious, and she just uh, she just makes that movie for me. Um, and I also gave it to uh, Rose Byrne in Spy. Oh, okay. Um, as the sort of villain of that that piece, um, and she's great. Her comedic timing is <laughs> is fantastic, and so I just wanted to recognize those. Um, I don't know, Joy, you want me to? Yeah, to well, I I know Roxanne came up with some of her other ones. Although sure. first, I'm gonna give. A little rant. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Spy, which is one I haven't seen. But here's my thing. Here's what. So they, in 2011, they created an animated uh, feature for animated ones at the Oscar. Um, I think they should do the same thing with comedy, best comedy, and they should go to like funniest movie. Um, it could. I mean, sometimes it's hard to compare. Like if you're doing something that's a straight up comedy, like Spy, with like Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which was funny, but it wasn't really a comedy. So it's kind of a drama. So th- there would be some debate there. But I. I feel comedy is just as hard as some of this other stuff, and it should be it it's should be rewarded. Harder, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's harder to do. So I mean, it'd be cool just to. I, first of all, it'd be fun. It'd inspire a lot of debate. Like, what is your favorite funny movie? Actually, in my newsletter, I put World of Tomorrow. I kind of deviated from the thing and did a short film. But if I was picking pure comedy, I don't even know. Um, I mean, Trainwreck was great. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, like I said, I laughed at a lot. Inside Out. There was just a lot of good ones in Spy I haven't seen yet. So that was one that I really feel there should be a best comedy one. I will advocate for it. I know the Academy is listening now. Maybe this is it. Maybe this will change their minds. Uh, Roxanne, you came up with a bunch of other awards. Would you like to share one here sure, with us? Sure. Um, I'll call mine the Twice Baked Award <laughs> since my last name is Baker because I saw two movies twice this year because I loved them so much. And neither were nominated. Love and Mercy about Brian Wilson. I didn't even like the Beach Boys going into this, but I love John Cusack and Paul Dano so much. I'm like, I got to give it a shot. It was just absolutely fantastic. And I just think, you know, they're 
they they give a nomination to Sylvester Stallone for a fictitious character, but they can't give one to Brian Wilson, who's like a real human being, musical genius. So I just thought that was a great movie. And then Youth, uh, Paul Sorrentino is his name. Just gorgeous, Michael Caine. Um, Paul Dano, again, plays a small part. Rachel Weisz was just beautifully filmed, beautiful music. And that's when I will throw something again at the TV if it doesn't win for best song. That simple song number three. Your poor TV. I know. Simple song number three is this operatic song at the end. It's so beautifully done. And I just think if Spectre, a song wins for Spectre (laughs) against this gorgeous piece of music, I'm just going to cry. See, the radio had (laughs) did a version of Spectre, too. And if that was actually in there, then I would go for that. But the actual Sam Smith one, I was just, I mean, it was hard to follow up with Adele Skyfall, which was pretty pretty amazing. Um, So it was hard to follow up, but still it was, yeah, not up to par with some of the other ones. And then just one funny thing, I would never take Paul Giamatti to uh, Tom Walls because in Love and Mercy he slaps a hamburger out of (laughs) poor John Cusick's hands, who's Brian Wilson. You can't waste those burgers. He's such a creepy sadist in that movie, Paul (laughs) Giamatti, but he was good at it, so... (laughs) <laughs> it seems like creepy. He, he plays the creepy role, well, which I don't know. I don't know what that says. All right, Nicole, I know you had some awards. You didn't write them down, but any awards you have, or do you want to just talk about how great Crimson Peak is for a couple of minutes? Or? Um, I, like, I guess I'll talk about Crimson You're Peak You're wearing a, a Crimson bit. dress kind of, too. Yeah. Um, I think... I think probably why Crimson Peak didn't get more love was because I think it's like one of those perfect examples of uh, when trailers do a poor job representing the material that you're going to go see. Um, Like I made a conscious effort not to watch any trailers. Um, Like I saw the first trailer when it came out because I hadn't heard of it and I love Tom Hiddleston. Um, But then after that, I decided not to watch any more trailers because I think if you go in having watched the trailers, you're going to expect really like a horror thriller movie. And it it was not that. It was really like a gothic romance. And if you go in like totally unexpected, like the visuals are just like so beautiful and the costumes are cool. And it's it's really interesting if you're like going in clean. So that's what I would say. It's at the top of my queue now. Yeah. I actually had a similar one, and one of my ones on the list were the trailer I thought kind of was misleading, and that was Goodnight Mommy, which wins my award for a worst date movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw it, but I went on a date to it. It's not a good date movie. There's there's a lot of torture scenes, and it's not like the creepy, scary thing you'd want, and part of it is the trailer is misleading. Like, I thought it'd be... Along the It Follows, uh, Babadook lines of like indie horror, like The Witch, something like that, which I haven't seen, so maybe I shouldn't be comparing it. But I thought it'd be like that, and it was just something completely different. Like, it's hard to talk about without spoiling, but I thought a more apt comparison would be like Funny Games or something like that, if you're comparing it. So, um, yeah, it's not a good date movie if you guys are thinking about that. Um, It's interesting. A lot of people, it was one that you definitely would talk about. uh, We played at the Little, and a lot of people would. We're talking about it afterward. Whether it was <laughs> not always, I wasn't a huge fan, but I do, do know people that that loved it a lot. So Adam, we're we're back around to you. What are some of our other uh, golden burritos? Um, I made up a word called "This is why we can't have nice things," <laughs> um, and that's sort of based off of the idea of people like to talk about um, sort of the the changing face of film and how people um, watch movies these days and. You don't have to go to the theater to experience a movie anymore. Um, you can watch it streaming or even on your phone. Um, but there was a movie that came out this year that 
had to be seen on the big screen. It absolutely isn't going to be the same experience watching it at home. And that was uh, The Walk uh, from Robert oh, Zemeckis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, about, oh God, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the, the tightrope walker mm-hmm. who walked between the, the Twin Towers in New York City. Um, it was Felipe, Felipe yeah. something. Yeah. And and obviously there was Man the Man on Wire, yeah, which is on Netflix, which is a great documentary of the same story. But I, I think I see we were getting at too is just the it looked gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I, I saw it the little though, so it wasn't at we we didn't have it on IMAX. So it wasn't say, like the yeah, biggest screen possible, I which I think you're <laughs> in IMAX yeah. 3D and that the end sort of I don't even know how long like half hour sequence of him actually doing the walk. Um, my, my palms were sweating. I was like, it was, it's just, it's not going to be the same watching it anywhere else. And, and nobody went to see it. It, it was a huge disaster. Yeah, it, it flopped at the box office. And I was, it was very good. It, and it was, it was whimsical. It was fun. And, you know, probably if I had to pick between that and, and Man on Wire, I'd go Man on Wire. But yeah. it was still a very, it was entertaining. I kind of, like, the very first scene starts off with uh, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt talking, like, in a French accent. And it kind of threw me off because it sounded like someone do it, like, mocking it or joking. But you kind of get used to it. And then that, that last scene is so thrilling. Um, just seeing it on the big screen. And, again, I can't even imagine, like, the IMAX and 3D is just is really well done. So Felipe, I, I'm agree with Felipe T. I, I oh yep. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not good with pronouncing names. I was just going with with Felipe. <laughs> um, any other ones that you have, Roxanne? Yeah, I just want to shout out to the movie Tangerine. I think it's the best movie on a shoestring. Shot on an iPhone um, about a Santa Monica neighborhood with transgendered people. It was just so funny and just. It was so alive, you know, and I don't know if that's because of the way he filmed it or obviously everything kind of came in together, but it won a lot of um, smaller um, film showcases, yeah. but didn't get nominated for anything large. But I just thought it was, it was a, it's a riot. You will laugh the entire time, and yet you feel for these people at the same time. It's just a great movie. So that, I was just going to jump in. Um, yeah, it's that is a great movie that I put on my, I think, a number three on my my 10 list this year it's it's fantastic i want to see that again for sure um yeah um it did get a whole bunch of nominations at the the indie spirit awards which is sort of the the oscars for for smaller indie movies Mm -hmm. which actually happened right the night before the oscars and it's up for like picture and actress yeah the actresses names are pretty complicated but yeah they're great Mm -hmm. actresses I'm glad I knew I'd get you guys to agree on something. <laughs> well, that was actually one we were we we played at the little once, and I was telling Adam, I'm like, well, that's one. You know, when I was emailing about doing this, I'm like, that's one I really want to see. I think you, it's on Netflix, right? It is. Yes. It yeah. is. Yeah. Which is, you know, a, a lot of the ones that we played at the little, and some good ones like Phoenix, which I was surprised wasn't best foreign film. That's on Netflix. Like I said, World of Tomorrow. So that's a good resource if someone's listening and wants to do this. And obviously, you know, sometimes we go back and play some of these at the little, so you can always check thelittle.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook uh, for information. No laughing. It's a serious pitch. <laughs> you guys should follow it. It is great. Um, any other awards? Uh, do you have any other? I had, I had one that's like way out of left field. So oh, I, I like that. Like it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a... It's not necessarily the most flattering award, but it's the Almost Cool Reimagining Award. And um, Go on, tell me I more. I was one of the inf- unfortunate people who went to see Pan. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but the thing that I had to say about it was for, like, 
the beginning of the movie, I was starting, I was like really going along with them and the whole thing that they did with like the pirates being miners and stuff and like they did some pop songs as like mining chant songs and it was like, I thought it was really cool and then like as soon as any of the Peter Pan stuff really came into it, it just was terrible and it was the worst thing ever and it ruined it but that beginning part was like really really cool to me and i was really disappointed that it wasn't <laughs> better like you than have it was pan did not play it the little so. yeah that's good <laughs> <laughs> adam you weren't a fan either i was not i i mean i i love the peter pan story um and i love the the director and i so i i had really high expectations going in and that movie was a mess <laughs> well here so i i reviewed uh movies just in college one thing i like to do and this is always my cre- uh, question for film critics is is it sometimes fun to write a review for a bad movie i'll, I'll be honest yeah sometimes <laughs> it is but i mean at the same time nobody wants to sit through a bad movie yeah like, that's I a good go, point i go in wanting everything to be good it's not like the room not to be confused with the room it's not like that level bad or it's, right, no, or no. it's fun <laughs> it's, yeah it's definitely have some has some things going for it um but yeah but i mean it's i think the big thing is it's it's much easier to write a bad uh, bad review because um, you can sort of pick out the things you didn't like about it it's much harder to explain why you liked something so so yeah so it, it's definitely more fun to be like this this movie was was a disaster <laughs> Hugh Jackman should never play a pirate again <laughs> see Hugh Jackman was great though I really enjoyed him like he was really campy and I thought good that was he's really listening fun. and he appreciates yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's my turn here now so I, I again I'm just I'm all on the X Mach and the train. So I did have that. And again, I have all my stuff in the little newsletter. I have it on our blog at thelittle.org. So I had X Machina as maybe a future cult classic. But I have another award from the movie, which if you've seen it, you might know where I'm going. It's the Oscar Isaac Dance Machine Award, which he has the best scene. <laughs> I think that I saw where it's him dance. It's, it's a really tense scene. And then it turns unexpectedly into a dance party. Um, I, I hyperlinked it to our newsletter, although it is some not safe for work language. So if you're looking at the little newsletter at work, uh, headphones. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was the most entertaining scene. Uh, and I, I don't even know. I can't even do justice explaining. I think you just have to watch it. Oh, yeah, I think there's yeah, there's no explaining that. You just need to watch it. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely one of the one of the, the scenes of the year for me. That's uh, it's so good. And you guys can't see, but Adam is actually doing the dance moves right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back to you here. Any other golden burritos? Um, let's see, I'm, I'm just picking out my, my stupidest ones. Um, I also <laughs> Obviously, have, I am too. So. <laughs> um, I also have uh, The Importance of Fact Checkers, um, which I gave to a terrible movie called The Boy Next Door um, uh, with J-Lo. Um, uh, as a teacher who has an affair with her student Um, but at one point in the movie as a gift the the student gives her a first edition copy of the Iliad which if you think about that that's not possible (laughs) but it is a thing that happens in the movie and it's ridiculous and oh it's terrible so yeah is it a movie where they're just trolling trolling everyone no I really think nobody stopped and, just and thought about it for a second and went, hmm, maybe we should look into that. <laughs> uh, can you top this, Rex? As an English teacher, I'm appalled at that, by the way. <laughs> um, I just think, don't forget about Grandma. You know, I, that's my final comment about Lily Tomlin was gorgeous in that movie. 
And I think she did a better job comparatively to uh, 45 years as far as like this um, older age life regret, you know, negotiating emotions. I think her performance was better than Charlotte Rampling's. So hopefully Charlotte's not listening. But I really. Charlotte is. I hope Lily is because I love that grandma. And she swore, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about swears. Grandma was very funny. That was another one that I would put my best comedy. But it was more, it was very short. It was like seventy nine minutes, but there was so so much to it. It was so deep and emotional at parts, especially Sam Elliott. Uh, yeah, it was Sam Elliott's oh, part. Gosh. Without getting into spoilers, once yeah. he arrives, it's like wow, this this turns on it. So that that was a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that one might be on Netflix too. I'm not, or at least might be at some yeah, point, but. That was another one of my favorite ones we played at the Little, which, mm-hmm. which was just such a smaller movie that I probably wouldn't have seen elsewhere. And I was just sitting there, and I'm like, "Wow, this is, this is I'm really engrossed in this movie. It, it has all the emotions." And and like like you said, Lily Tomlin was just amazing. And I was, you know, I'm surprised she didn't get more love from mm-hmm. from the Academy. And obviously, you can't honor every single performance, but you know that was one that was great. Mm-hmm. Nicole, any other awards here off the top of your head? Nope. <laughs> I'm tapped out. You get the award for brevity. You're just like, nope, I, I have this. Nope. All right, so is this me again? Let's see which other ones I had. So I gave a lot of love to me and Earl and the Dying Girl. So it was obviously, like I said, also one of my favorites. Um, which other ones do I have? Oh, you know what I thought was like an adult version of Goosebumps? It follows. It seems like it'd be a Goosebumps plot, except for R-rated and... And pretty awesome. I thought that was a good movie that kind of, I think, was going along with the trend of indie horror movies. Um, like The Witch, I know you recently had your review in City for that. Um, we're getting at the little at some point um, in the upcoming months, too. So nice. I'm always excited to see those kind of indie horror ones. You say, I did give uh, It Follows an award. I gave it my, my spine-tingling notes award. <laughs> uh, it has the best score of the year. Oh, I, I like that. I've actually gotten some, some recognition, um, sort of synthy retro uh, uh, electronic score from uh, artist called Disaster Piece, which uh, just just makes the movie. It's so good. Yeah, and the score is such an un- underrated part. Like that is really something that can elevate a movie. Like uh, Hans Zimmer, I think uh, when he did Dark Knight Inception, like that was really when I started to get into scores, and especially the Inception one, which you see a lot of movies rip it off now in trailers yeah. or. Uh, I mean, at least I'm assuming the Inception was the original one. There's probably one even before that that did kind of similar stuff with the the foghorn and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's really an underrated part of a movie that could just elevate it from great to good or make it worse. So I like that. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roxanne, I don't I don't have any awards. You showed me your awards. How many? Do you have any left here? Um, how about Kristen Wiig and um, Welcome to Me? I don't even know that made it out to the major movie. Which is theaters. another one that's on, on Netflix. But it's just yeah. a gorgeous performance yeah. about bipolar disorder and funny mm-hmm. too. You know, it had funny sides and dark sides. It was it was great. Yeah, I that, I, I fully support that award. Yeah, yeah she. I, I was really impressed with her. So yeah, sort of walking the line between uh, humor and drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought she she was great. All right, I have. I'm just gonna rattle off three awards here quickly as I feel these movies need some love too. So I call it the White Knuckle Suspense Award. It was the most suspenseful movie, and it was Sicario, which I don't know if you guys saw, but they were just had three big scenes in it where I'm just like, oh man, this is intense. It was just one of the most intense movies where you didn't know what was gonna happen, and that was another one had a lot of buzz before it came out, and then I was kind of surprised, you know, once these awards came out, like Emily Blunt, uh, Benicio del Toro, like. They were incredible in it, um, and just it just didn't seem to get the love I think it deserved uh, from the Academy. 
So you guys are both nodding your heads. So you're, we're in agreement here. Yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. I didn't love it, um, but I liked it a lot. And I just think Benico del Toro is amazing no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. And Emily Blunt has become this force. You know, she used to be this romantic comedy gal, and now she's become the tough tough woman what was the one with tom cruise world of she, tomorrow it was great so we're not world of tomorrow uh, uh edge of tomorrow, edge of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, world of tomorrow it's in my head <laughs> edge of tomorrow similar names though i think that's <laughs> very confusing i also like the gift for suspense oh that was oh, yes. surprisingly really good and who was the man who wrote that i'm uh joel uh edgerton yes who actually he's also sardin had the supporting he was the the guy that gives the gift mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And th- yeah, that was one. It's always it's always funny to see Jason Bateman in dramatic roles. <laughs> yeah. I was I think of his character from Arrested Development, but he he was also very good in that and mm-hmm. playing like the ultimate jerk, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so I, I have two ones that are kind of puns. I have the wildest ride, which was the Hateful Eight, which I think was one of the movies I just thought was. And it's Quentin Tarantino, so I get it. It was just one of the ones where I, I think I gasped once at the kind of random outbursts of violence and it was just one where I'm like wow this is wild this is fun and the other is not related at all except for it's a train pun so I had the unexpectedly great ride which was in transit which we showed uh one of our one take docs um which it was just these filmmakers it was a bunch of them um just went on the longest train ride across the country and just rode the train talking with passengers um and just got their stories so you just hear a bunch of different stories and it was just really well done yeah, that that was that was great. The only reason I didn't give that anything, um, I was, I didn't see it until sort of the beginning of this year. So I was sort of counting it as 2016. So it sort of walked that line. So I decided to sort of shift it. Oh, that's um, true. Oh, um, and we did we did show it the little in 2016 too, like early 2016. Yeah. I kind of it was at the same time I saw like Revenant and Hateful Eight. So it mm-hmm. all kind of blends in. Blends yeah, in there's always, that that period of the year that's always sort of a judgment call. What you want to call, it. but yeah, I. I feel like it'll it'll show up on my list um, for next year. Yeah. <laughs> all right, how many how many more awards do you have here? Oh, I don't I don't want to go through all of them. Um, but, um, <laughs> well, yeah, we need people to come read yeah. your article too. <laughs> um, I mean, I give just, us a few favorites here. Um, I I also do just a general like um, performance I want to spotlight. Um, so I do like supporting actor or actress, um, and actress. Um, I gave to um, sort of a relatively unknown actress uh, Leah Leah Costa for Victoria um, which which the little showed several months back I don't remember when um, but it was the I believe it was around September that's or... I was going to say September October so I remember we had our la- I think it was September it was our last uh, member movie matinee we had it as one of them so which I think was September um, and that's sort of uh, a movie about uh, a, a Spanish woman who who's moved to, to Berlin and she she falls in with this this gang of sort of punk kids um, and sort of gets roped into their uh, robbery scheme. Um, but the the movie is all one take um, for I believe it's like two hours. It's actually it's, longer. It's like two hours and it? fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, and it's not like like Birdman style where the, it's it feels like one take, but it's it's done digitally. This is literally one take from beginning to end, um, and sort of. When you, Considering that her performance is just amazing, because it's not like when you watch a movie, you're you sort of you're seeing bits and pieces of that performance. Like the person can can repeat things or use th- this take because um, the performance is better. This one versus that, it's it's the same performance at the beginning mm. of the movie to the end, and just the the range that she goes through, I just thought was incredible. 
Yeah, and I, I completely agree. Like that, you know, watching that movie, I kind of felt the first hour was a little slower as they kind of had to set everything up, and that was like the only drawback of the real time aspect. But then once it gets going, that was just my. I'm like, how do they do this? Like, especially as an actor or an actress, like I, I think it'd be that very last scene where I'd like mess up, <laughs> like I'd have to go to the bathroom or I would laugh or do something like, oh, we have to do it again. I read somewhere that they did it three times and they took the best take, which was the third one, and they just run all the way through. Um, I don't know. It seemed to be that was in a couple articles. So I don't know. I, again, <laughs> didn't do my own fact checking here, so I don't want to be uh, called out in your list here. But <laughs> that seemed to be the thing. So yeah. um, that was definitely one I'd, I'd recommend as well. And I will mention, you know, that was one of the smaller movies who played the little. And coming up in March, we are going to have a lot of movies of kind of that similar vein of foreign independent ones. We have Only Yesterday's playing, uh, The Club. Uh, we're trying to get the lobster in April, so we might be Ooh, seeing that, um, which a couple of our little staff saw and liked a lot, and I love the plot. Have you seen that one? Or? I haven't seen it. I've, I've been wanting to since since it's, it's been playing the festival circuit for a while. So yeah. I look forward to that one because <laughs> it sounds nuts. Uh, we have the, we're playing The Club, which is a foreign one that got a lot of uh, a lot of buzz and looks like a really intense one. So uh, the little.org, we have information on all these upcoming ones. There's, I don't even have the whole list in front of me, but there's a lot of like smaller independent ones. So if that's your thing, it's a really exciting month. Month, I'm pumped for it. Uh, so we're gonna wrap up. Any you know final thoughts for you guys? We'll start with you, Roxanne. Okay, uh, final thoughts. And you can give a shout out to your blog sure. or any Twitter handle or anything. Okay, you want yeah, my well. film blogs at getroxy.xyz, and um, my Twitter account is Baker Roxanne. No tricks there. And then um, one other movie. Are you gonna did- be tweeting about at the Oscars? Live tweeting the Oscars. I have never done live tweeting. Do I sound like old for not doing that? But I can. You're going to have millions of maybe followers now. Maybe that'll be now. my first time since I'll be throwing things at the TV, maybe, and tweeting <laughs> yeah. and saying that. My TV's broken now. <laughs> Hashtag sad face. I'll just mention one more movie I think people should check out, and that's dope. I just thought Ooh. that was fantastic. The soundtrack's great. You felt, you know, this boy's trying to get to Harvard, and he's living in L.A. where there's drugs all over. And just the filming of that, the different time or the speed sequences of it was fantastic. So I would just say go see that too or get it from netflix yeah co-signed yeah okay good <laughs> excellent i'm glad you guys are in agreement see, on something. We, i thought there I, might we, be a we fight bonded here. we bonded <laughs> um uh you can read my reviews uh film reviews every week uh in city newspaper uh and lo- online uh rochestercitynewspaper.com uh also on twitter uh at adam lubito um and we're going to throw out another movie i will pick uh what we do in the shadows oh um, yes, yes, yes which yes. was another one i had on my list for uh, best comedies too which is a very funny one and actually i liked uh, people places things which was Me completely too. different but had yes. also had jermaine clement in it Love who him. if you like flight of the concords he is also in that um that's probably what you'd recognize him from and he's great nicole final thoughts you'll probably be back on one of our other podcasts yeah, too probably. you're gonna you're my sidekick now you're <laughs> in this yes. <laughs> any final thoughts here um not really. <laughs> <laughs> Not even anything on upcoming stuff at the Little or how great – you could talk about Crimson – this is your last – I'm banning you from talking about Crimson Peak. See Crimson Peak. <laughs> See she, she was Love not it. paid by Crimson Peak, by the way. We, just, we should clarify that. Uh, so anyway, that's it for us. Um, I'm going to remind you to check out the Rochester Ukulele Orchestra. They're playing at the Little Theater Cafe uh, Sunday, February 28th. It's Leap Day Eve and also the night of the Oscars. Uh, They're playing from 6 to 8, so they should wrap up in time for you to leave and go see the Oscars. 
Um, there's more information at thelittle.org. Uh, we have trailers for all these upcoming movies that I mentioned. Um, search for us on all social media platforms. We're on them all. We're waiting for you there. Uh, even The Little Popcorn has a Twitter handle, so if you don't follow that, at underscore Little Popcorn, it's salty and something else, really. Uh, thanks to my guests, Adam, Roxanne, and Nicole. You guys all A+. A-plus on the guest here. Uh, Movies in a Microphone is brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. And remember, it's always a good time to take a little break.